0: Slaying It With Santa Rob is sponsored by Brett Krismer's Mustache Wax. If you've got a mustache that you'd like to curl up the way I do, head over to bscenterprises.com. Look at the wide variety of products that Brett Krismer has to offer. Use discount code Santa Rob and receive 15% off your order. We're also sponsored by Hotspot Collectibles and Toys. If you like collecting things such as action figures, Star Wars, video game systems, video games. Head over to hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com. Look at the wide variety of inventory they have. Once again, use discount code Santa Rob and receive 15% off your order. Now let's get ready to slay it with Santa Rob. Welcome to episode number six of Slaying It with Santa Rob. Today, we've got a very special guest, and I'm kind of looking forward to doing this one because this guy I've known pretty much my whole life. He's a cartoonist. He's a writer. He's a dad. He's a grandfather. He's my best friend. He's Ron Brown. So, let's welcome to the sleigh, Ron Brown. Ron, can you hear me? I can. You can. You're loud and clear on this end. Awesome. Welcome to Slaying It with Santa Rob.
1: Why, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's only right. It turns out I've known you longer than, well, I've pretty much known anybody, so. It's true. It's true, and I'm going to fake that I don't know anything about you, so this should be quite entertaining.
1: <laughs> Wait, who are you? What's your name again? <laughs> you you
0: knew, you knew me before St. Nicholas got involved. That's true. So so for those of you who don't know, um, Ron is a cartoonist. He's a writer, uh, as long as I've known him, which has been almost 50 years. He's been into cartooning and drawing um, and now pretty much does it full time. So the big questions that will be asked was why and how and balance. So let's go back to
1: the beginning, Ron. When did you start drawing? I've been drawing ever since elementary school, um, I used to draw in, I think it was third grade, uh, they would have me and another artist in glass draw on the bookshelves and stuff to decorate the room. Um, our library up in Northern Wisconsin, I drew some uh, uh, some wall uh, paintings for them as well. So I've been doing that kind of stuff since then. And I drew for the high school newspaper. Um, I've been contar- uh, cartooning as far as long long as I can remember and just you, you is, was that because of your
0: love for comic books or just the fact that you if you had something in your hand you had to write with it
1: I drew probably, I, I was probably drawing before I became interested in comic books. I was actually interested in comic strips before comic books or around the same time I was inspired a lot by peanuts that was my probably my biggest inspiration to want to do this for a living.
0: That, that makes sense because Charles Schultz was, Charles Schultz's art was very clean.
1: It was. And And, I I still see a lot of his, uh, I still, I still see some of his work in mine.
0: Yeah. Anybody who's, who has read or looked at any of Ron's work. Yeah. He's, he's kind of got, he's not stealing the ideas, but he's got that, it's just a very clean art. It's not, it's, I don't know the word I want. Uh, distorted and abstract, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's not overly uh, embellished. It's yeah, pretty it's it's, ba- it's basic and colorful. You
0: know, I, I guess that's a good way to put it. I don't know. No. Yeah, that sounds good. So I like it. You've you've got the the high school uh, publications going
1: on in in their paper.
0: Where did where did that take you? Uh,
1: it didn't take me anywhere for a long, long time. I uh, got married not long out of high school and kind of put everything into that and into getting a job. I did a lot of stuff on the side. So I did a lot of uh, uh, commissions and, and artwork, even non-cartoon artwork for different businesses and stuff that wanted to hire me. Um, so I was doing work for hire stuff in a lot of the 80s. Um, as it got toward the end of the 80s, that's when I started to really try to get back to my first love, which was doing a comic strip. And so I started, I, go
0: ahead. What was your very first comic strip then?
1: The first comic strip I actually had published was called, uh, hmm, I believe it would be called Robin Ron's Rock Talk. <laughs> huh.
0: I sense a theme.
1: <laughs> and But prior to that, I was working on a couple other th- different things. Uh, and, and they just never went anywhere. I did, uh, I guess in the late 80s, I tried my hand at um, uh, single panel cartooning. The ones you find in, in magazines, just like a one panel cartoon. Um, I tried that for probably a year or so, and had some of those published. Um, but then I really wanted to do a comic strip, and I thought, "Hmm, who should I do a comic strip about?" And then a light bulb went off, and I thought, "You know, Rob and I are like cartoon characters. I think this would work."
0: <laughs> I, I do. It, I do not resemble Fred Flintstone in any way, shape, <laughs> or form.
1: Well, that's uh, not true. But anyway. <laughs> um so
0: so you got you got rock talk out
1: i got rock talk and i don't know if you remember but uh um i didn't even tell you about it i put together rock talk and we were out uh music shopping one day and i picked up uh, i had gotten published in was it the river i can't remember which publication there was a couple that i was in um it was a local music newspaper and that i think that was river city I, I think that i think river city music news came after this this one okay um so i picked it up in the store and and i said hey check this out and you were looking through it and you went what, what? <laughs> <laughs> i said yep
0: and ever since i've been saying what
1: really it's <laughs> <That's,
0: that's> true <laughs> So did you get uh, rock talk in any of any retail outlets? Did any traction come from that?
1: I really didn't. I never, I'm trying to think if it was ever a, it was all minimal payment. I never got it into, these were, these newspapers were all put in music stores around the, the Midwest. Um, so that, and uh, well actually i take that back um at the end of the run of rock talk i put together my first comic book which was basically just a collection of the rock talk comic strips and had that published into a comic book and that actually did go uh to uh, diamond distributors who were who was the comic book distributor at the time and uh i'm thinking they thinking they bought 300 copies so they were around in fact one was on ebay not long ago wow don't even know if it don't even know if it's sold but somebody apparently did not want to keep their copy which you know hurt me to the core (laughs) i I didn't think you'd see that if i posted that
0: (laughs) hey now (laughs) (laughs) so um after rock talk you were inspired enough to keep things going
1: After Rock Talk, I felt led to kind of take uh, the two characters uh, to a slightly Christian bent, and I uh, kind of created an offshoot of Rock Talk called Life As We Know It. Yep. And that actually took off way more than Rock Talk did. I made it more... um, Palatable to a normal person, it wasn't. It wasn't all music centric. It had some just normal stuff in it as well, and ended up selling that uh, or that it began to run in um, HM magazine, which was a uh, Christian music magazine around the world, not just the country. So, so Doug, if you're listening, yes,
0: magazine. HM, Doug. <laughs> yes, we're plugging uh,
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even think he's part of that anymore. I think it's long gone.
0: No, but that's okay.
1: That's true. That's that's Um, okay. And then that ran in there for several years. And it also, um, was the beginning of the internet. I actually had a website based on the comic strip with a lot of stuff to do, a lot of different columns on there, uh, and that actually did real well for the time. I think that was in ninety-eight. Wow. Somewhere in 97, 98. Okay. So it was just in the infancy of what we have now. Right. So I really had one of the one of the first web comics at that time.
0: And then you just kept it going.
1: And I kept it going for another couple of years. I think ninety-eight is when I finally just didn't feel led to do it anymore. Right. Um, so I just brought that to an end.
0: It ran its course.
1: It ran its course.
0: Have, have you ever thought about bringing any, any of the, uh,
1: first two back to life? Um, well actually, what four or five years ago I did that. I was, I was kind of disillusioned with what I'm working on now. Um, which I'm sure we'll get to later mm-hmm. and I I thought yeah you know I think I want to bring life as we know it back well in the in the meantime well that actually we have to go back a little bit um, in 2011 I came out with a collection of everything that I had rock talk and life as we know it put it all in a book called my best friend is an idiot and it's true he is Yes, he is. <laughs> and uh, that did that did pretty well. And uh, based on that, I thought, you know, I'd like to try this again. So I called the new strip, My best friend is an idiot. and it it went for, I think I did five or six strips before it I just realized it was I didn't have the passion for it right then. I mean, okay. maybe sometime again, who knows, but right then I didn't have the passion for it. Okay. And I felt led to go back to what I'm still working on now. Okay. So was, that's kind of how that came about.
0: All right. So we've, we've established that my best friend is an idiot. So we know that yes, much we about so far.
1: Hey, now we know that about <laughs> Rob.
0: <laughs> and, and yeah, after all these years, we still do the same stupid jokes. Yeah, and that's why we get along so well.
1: But now I have to worry about getting on the naughty list, so I have to kind of temper my my thoughts and and uh, things I
0: say. And, and, and just just to give you a heads up, there will be a uh, a Santa wish list uh, question here later.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so so just get get the back back part of your wheels turning. Okay. All right. So what comes next or did you take a break? I mean, are you still inspired to keep drawing and doing things?
1: Yeah, uh, in 98, I stopped that. And I was, well, actually about that time also I was, no, I guess that, no, that comes right after this. So I was just trying to figure out something to draw. So I was sketching out different, different things. I did an elephant character and a giraffe character and I did a platypus character and I went, hmm, this is interesting, and I actually put together a comic strip that called Brain Fade that ran for like three strips, and it actually ran in the, in HM magazine, so life as we know it stopped, and Brain Fade started, okay, and it was about a, actually, I don't remember what, (laughs) what it was, a i I don't remember what the premise was but the, the guy on it had a platypus friend, and that's kind of where the platypus began its life is in those three strips and then right after that i as a as a kid i had done a comic book called space junk that was about two robots that resembled um r2d2 and c3po because that was a big thing at the time sure and uh later in the 90s i said veggie was real big and i said you know i think i could revamp the these two robots into something else and try to start something veggie ish so i came up with space space bots okay and um Came really close to selling that to a company and branching out. I don't even know if you know this. I um, came really close to selling it to a, a company to use uh, for educational purposes and have videos and books. Oh, wow. And it, and it And it just fell through at the very last minute. And that just took the wind out of my sails. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to take a break for a while maybe this is what I, um, maybe I'm not meant to do this. Okay. So I did take a break and messed around with a, with a few things, but never really did much. Then in 2003, I um, started a web comic called Hello Crew World. Mm-hmm. And again, the platypus showed up and he was, and the, the premise was a, uh, a cartoonist did a comic strip about a platypus. And and he to make himself and his strip famous, he sold his soul to the devil. And that was kind of the premise of, of that whole strip. And when that ended in 2005, um, I had a lot of people say, you know, you got to keep going with the platypus. We really like, you know, maybe you didn't like this the way it was done in the strip, but we really like the platypus. Okay. So I said, uh, maybe I'll think about that. Um, so I, the wheels were turning, but I never did a lot with it. I did a lot of initial art trying to come up with it. It was, it was really hard for me to make the transition from a comic strip to a comic book. Because there's so much, there's that's there. There's more like in, in a comic strip. There's you know four panels that are similar. There just isn't a lot of movement and camera angles and that type of thing in a strip. So it just I really struggled to make that transition. It took years to finally have the breakthrough. It's like, I think I got it. Um. So I uh, while I was doing that, I I ended up doing a couple other things in there i did my next big thing was a comic strip about musical instruments called tune it up
0: which is a true classic
1: it is a true classic and and again something else you don't know i don't think you know i might have mentioned it um the the um uh amplifier Mm -hmm. whose name was uh was what was Marshall? Marshall, he was actually based on you. Really? And the uh, guitar Gib was based on me.
0: So I don't. I don't think I, I ever put two and two together.
1: If if you look at the, the personalities in the strip, you'll see that it's us. Because that's right. that's kind of what you see there. And in fact, going back to space. Well, going forward to space bots the two if you look at the two space bot characters you will see a resemblance to us as well
0: <laughs> well so I, you know I, there's I, never I'm actually kind of honored
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you know even though i'm not doing comics about us i still am yeah um so yeah i started doing the tune it up strip and i did that for two or more years as well and i got that that published in a lot of uh, local, well, actually, a couple of local newspapers printed the Tune it up, and they actually printed a couple of different strips that I did at that time. There was several times when the the newspaper would run because that what they would do. There was a group of us that started in two thousand seven called the Indie Web Comics Group that was in this area. Okay, and there were probably six or seven of us that would submit strips to this newspaper and they would print two in each issue and it came out weekly i believe and there were times because i was submitting tune it up and i was submitting a comic called modern days and there was something else in there too i can't think of what it was but there were times that they would publish two of different ones of mine in one week Wow, so that's that was that was fun. That was a, those were good times. Then, um, but that, then the, the newspaper went out of business, and that that part ended.
0: That ended. That's that's one of the sad things about uh, about publishing. Sometimes good things good things don't always
1: It's true. And then uh, I not in th- there. I was I continued to try to work on the, the platypus comic book. Um, but then in 2011, that's when I said, you know, I haven't had any books out since the Rock Talk book way, way back. Right. And I want to put all my comic strips into book form and, and collect it in books. So starting in 2011, I, I think I started with Hello, Crew World. No, I started with tune it up i don't remember i started with either tune it up or hello Chrome well, World. They, they were both but all pretty
0: much at the same time
1: yeah within a couple months of each other yeah um put both of those out collected them all and then december of 2011 is when i released the the my best friend is an idiot book which was a collection of all those strips right um and then we started well you didn't start right away but then i started going to i had been going to i had been going to comic conventions since the early 2000s and right. i would i would always go to them and say i can do this i can do this i want to do this i want to be behind that table selling at a comic convention right and it took me it took me 10 years but then i finally did it i did it and then starting in 2012 three books out I started to go on the comic convention circuit. Right. And I started going to going to the shows and selling those three books. Um, and I, I can't even remember where you came in. Probably 2013 is when you started going it, it's, with it's me. It's been maybe?
0: I think last last year's Cincinnati show was your number 10.
1: Okay. Cuz you used to go at first you just came like one a year and now right. it's like almost every one.
0: Yeah, it's if, if it's um, I, 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 I try to. You try to.
1: You're very trying sometimes.
0: Well, somebody has to teach you how to sell. <laughs> so I started. Did, did going I just to say that pivot. one out
1: loud too? Huh. Did I just ignore it?
0: Oh man.
1: Um. Uh, <laughs> so and then so I started going to the Ghost for a couple of years selling these three books, and then in 2013. I finally had the breakthrough on the platypus book, which I ended up calling Once Upon a Platypus, and it's a story of a young girl who finds a talking platypus with amnesia. And the first book came out in September, Um, and I started going to the shows with my other three books in that book, and it became hard to sell everything. You never knew what people were looking at. Um, I, and I think once I had three Once Upon a Platypus books, the Once Upon a Platypus books out, I finally said, I, I can't sell all these different types of books anymore. And I went all platypus.
0: So now, do you think that part of that was because there were just too many options? And I
1: think there were. And the options were so opposed to each other because the, the books I had, even though they're not adult quote unquote are they weren't necessarily kid friendly okay there's nothing wrong with them but i don't know that a kid could read that and 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 enjoy it
0: well some, some of the music books were dated yes and uh unless you're old you'd, you're not you're not going to get it unless you got really hit parents that's true. So, so we're, we're down to just fortunately, fortunately
1: our kids do have his parents. right?
0: <laughs> well, that goes without saying, <laughs> matter of fact, I'm, I'm having to miss Cincinnati this year because I'm taking my daughter, Samantha to see Greta Van Fleet. So I see how you are, you know, well, you know, I can hang with my daughter and go to a cool concert or I can hang with you. Yeah. I got to put my family first, I guess. You know, I'm like the I'm like the brother you never wanted. You're right. You're, <laughs> you're right. So we're strictly once upon a platypus now at the shows. And how did, did did things turn around at that point for you?
1: They did, and every year I do better and better. And uh, even though there were some lean years where I struggled to get material out, I was just figured out the other day that between issue one and two it was like four years and now between issues five and seven, it was like a year. So it's, uh, I've, I've ramped it up. So it's, it's going well. And, and I'm seeing a lot of people come back for more.
0: That's what I was about so to say. One, one of the, thing. one of the funnest things that I witnessed at, at the shows, no matter if it's in Kentucky or Indiana or, or, or uh, Ohio, I love seeing repeat customers. It's really cool to see them come back over the table and and look for Ron because they want to know if there's a new platypus chapter and it's, and uh, with that being said, new ones came out this year and yet there's another one coming out this year. So get ready because there will be more once upon a platypus coming.
1: Yes, there will yeah, I'm hoping to have eight out in the fall that's that's
0: really cool and and speaking of that, when this episode airs, you and I will be in Louisville at the Louisville popcon. It's true so that's
1: sixteenth the that, sixteenth through the 18th of November yeah. uh, of November of June How of June,
0: June? <laughs> yeah please don't rush us because if it's November I gotta go clean my Santa suit.'m I'm, I'm late already at that point. So Once Upon a Platypus is going, and do you see an end to Once Upon a Platypus, or do you want to keep pushing as long as you can?
1: Uh, 15, I think, is going to be the end. So I'm, I'm just about halfway there right now. Um, I can, if I choose to, I could go farther. But at that point, it'll have been uh, 2013 to 2020. I don't even know. It, it, it'll be way too many years it's i think i need to try something else for a bit i can always go back if i choose to but the ending will be in such a way where if i choose to move forward i can but if i choose not to the ending is sufficient the way it is
0: it's not going to be quite cliffhanger like on a tv show
1: nope it's not going to be a cliffhanger at the end
0: and we don't have to figure out who shot jr
1: no we don't and and Not many people listening will even know what that means.
0: Nope. Not unless they're old and well, uh, and I classify as old at this point. (laughs) So um, in that same vein of talking about books, how did you discover or what did you do? What was your process in finding somebody to publish and print your books for you? And you can go back to the early ones. Up, up to now i'm just curious for somebody for for young artists or or any artist out there right now who wants to publish a book
1: how do they go about that how did you go about that the first one i did back in the 90s was done by a printer that i happened to know and he printed it but it was not it was not. It was the size of a normal comic book, but it was not printed in the same way, so it was a little odd. So I won't even go back to that one. Okay. Um, when I got to the comic strip collection books, i I had bought a couple comic strip collections at conventions, and saw the size, and went, "This is the size that I need," and I um, I went to person i bought them from and said where did you have these printed and he said at lulu.com so i went to lulu.com and that's where i did my first books in fact you could probably still find my three i don't have hard copies anymore to sell them but i think they're still for sale on lulu um so i i need to check on that i probably should direct people there if they want those um but it was it was a real easy uh print-on-demand service and uh i just i just followed the uh the template that they had to use and it was pretty easy to do okay and then when i went to the comic books it was pretty much the same thing i just went to conventions and saw what people were putting out and saw a lot of them used uh, a site called comicswellspring.com and went there and did the same thing they have they had templates to use so i knew the exact size i needed to have there was a little bit of a learning curve right at the beginning but now i can do it in my sleep um uh but yeah it went it went pretty smoothly and i've been using them ever since and we had a couple of hiccups here and there but nothing to speak of and they were always real good about uh correcting any mistakes that were made so
0: you you so see you went from print on demand to actually having your own supply
1: uh no they're both they're both print on demand they're both low um quantity printers okay um and i did um i i did uh have uh, product on hand on the other books from Lulu too, because you could just buy them outright. So I would buy enough to be able to take to the shows to sell. Okay. Um, but they did sell them on there as well. So somebody could go there and they couldn't get an autograph copy, but they could get their copy, you know, print. Uh, they would print it on, they would basically just print it and send it out to whoever bought it, which is what I think they still do. Okay. This uh Comics Wellspring is a little, it is a little different, but it's still. Basically, the same premise um they have a minimum of like 25 i think some of the other print on demands have a little bit higher minimums do they have a 20 go ahead
0: i was gonna say do they specialize in just comics or do they print for
1: authors and there's just pretty much just comics okay different types of comics so they have manga size and and larger uh trade paperback size so they have different sizes but they specialize in mainly comics okay um so yeah that's i get through there and then i get whatever it takes me to um of new books i usually get a hundred at a time and that lasts me you know half of a con season so i'll do that it just varies i my my sales are increasing every year so i have to keep Revisiting that and seeing what I need to bring in.
0: Well, and with that being said, if you go to if if you come down to the down to the Louisville show where we are right now, um, or if you go to any other shows, you'll see that Ron's got a lot to choose from, other than comic books. Just helping to promote "Once Upon a Platypus." You know, anywhere from from plushes of of uh, the platypus to little crochets of the platypus and. Plus, separate volumes of all the books. Yep. So that it, it it does keep you going, which brings me to another question: How do you find
1: balance between life and 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 artwork? Uh, sometimes I don't. <laughs> um, things were going really smoothly this year, and and about a month and a half or two months ago, I had a a hiccup that kind of threw me off my. Off my path, and I—I I was so motivated the first few months of the year, and then it threw me for a loop. And I have yet to get back where I need to be. I'm trying, but it's—it's it's not easy. Um, but yeah, life does get in the way, which is, you know, going back to when I put the first book out, and there was four years in there. Well, I had a—I uh, had a baby right toward the beginning of that book and it's like okay I've got, I've got things to do i've got life to take care of for a while right so it always gets in the way um it's not just like you know cincinnati is not a you know not a priority your family the same with me the, right. the books aren't a priority my family is the priority
0: right but if if it's something you're passionate about it turns out there's always time for it when when the time is right. When God tells you it's time to
1: do it again, you'll do it again. Yep, it's and and I'm working on it slowly, but it's just not. I was for about two months. I was just crazy on top of it. So I got my last book, number seven, that just came out. I I got done in two months, and I was actually working on another book when I had a glitch in life, and that's still sitting on my desk i just haven't had the motivation or the passion to pick it up again but i need to i need to get something going soon because i've got uh, deadlines that i've created for myself that i need to at least get close to
0: and and i've seen you plow through some from some big challenges and and always persevere so i uh, i have no i have no doubt that you'll get these out on on your timeline but if uh, if you could give anybody, and let's focus on younger kids because you've got a lot of young, a lot of youngins who really enjoy your uh, your art. If you had to give them words of advice to keep, if they wanted to be an artist, what would you tell them?
1: I would tell them, and what I've been telling people a lot lately, and I just saw another uh, all ages artist. Speak out on his Twitter about it. It's it it doesn't what you're doing does not have to be perfect. You don't have to put a lot of time into it. You just got to do it. If you can start doing it. Once I did the first book, it took me forever to do the first book because it had to be perfect to me. It's like okay, I had you know I'm 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 I've got to have this right and this right and this right and it took me forever. But once I did it, and then after that, the world was opened up and it was so much easier. So they just have to do it. They have to put some, it doesn't have to be perfect by any means because what uh, what this other artist said, because once you, even if you make it perfect, once it's done, you'll have moved on and it's not gonna be perfect anymore. So the perfection that you have today is not gonna be the perfection tomorrow. Right. Because you continue to get better,
0: and and you don't have to focus on just one style. If you if you go to a con, or just go to a comic book store and, and look, <clears throat> everybody has a different style. Create your own. Don't mimic somebody. Yep. You know that be,
1: is true as well. You know,
0: just be yourself and and develop. I mean, shoot, that goes for almost with anything in life. But I think I think that really shines through on somebody who's in the art and music or whatever the flavor may be, like that. So where are we going to see Ron at a Comic Con this year? Hmm.
1: This year, obviously, I'll be in Louisville on June sixteenth through eighteenth, and I will be in mooresville indiana on june 24th at the likey Summerfest. that's going to be a fun show
0: i visited there last year that's a fun show
1: and july 22nd through the 23rd i'll be in dayton ohio at gem city comic con
0: which is another great show that you and i have always had a lot of fun at
1: yep and then august i'm doing uh indie pop con here in indy and that's the 25th through the 27th. I've got Cincinnati Comic Expo, September 22nd through the 24th. And October 14th, I've got a Calvary Craft Fair in Brownsburg, Indiana. And the other one, Right on on my schedule at this time is October twenty eighth and twenty ninth at Fantasticon up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, okay. I used to I used to do a Fort Wayne show uh, for quite a few years in a, a row, and then they just kind of stopped. They just pulled out of Fort Wayne, and they haven't had any there for quite a while. So I'm kind of making my return to Fort Wayne this year. Okay. And then in there, there's a Bloomington show too that uh, I haven't. Uh, they haven't released the. Uh, vendors that were accepted yet, but I'm I, I'm in there every year, so I'm sure I'll be there. And I think okay. that is in October. I'm not 100 sure on that though. And,
0: and and because that's a lot of dates and places, where can somebody go online to see
1: all these dates? You can find me at onceuponaplatypus dot com. You can find me at at once upon a platypus on Instagram. You can find me at Tune It Up Art on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. So, Tune It Up Art and Once Upon a Platypus. If you check your social media outlets, you can usually find me.
0: And can they buy merchandise on any of those?
1: Yep, at the, uh, they'll send you the links, but uh, I have a Store Envy, uh, Store Envy shop. It's at tuneitup.storenv.com, um, but you can, there's links at the top of all those uh, social medias to get there as well.
0: So, and then as far as, as
1: far as the store, how far back, or, or is, is it just Once Upon a Platypus that's available now? Um, I still have a few copies of My Best Friend is an Idiot, and so that's on there. Which I um, highly
0: recommend to everybody
1: that is a good book and we used to carry that around with us every time you and i did a show but it just it was just a hard sell just because once upon a platypus is so prevalent
0: and it's hard to explain the the whole premise unless you know us
1: right um and then there's my i also i guess we didn't discuss this as kind of a side project to the once upon a platypus books i do uh series of prints and original art that has my platypus character whose name is Dak waggett dressed as different movie and music and comic icons so you can find him dressed as your favorite comic character um, spider-man superman you can find him dressed as music uh rock stars you can i've got an angus Young from ACDC platypus, yeah. uh, Alice Cooper platypus. Um, I've got Indiana Jones platypus. Uh, so I've got a lot of different uh, things like that. And I have, I've collected those into two books. So that's available at cons and in my store. Yeah, um, Just different, uh, with, with a lot of different artwork with them, him dressed up.
0: And, um, and, and then, if you're a platypus with amnesia,
1: you could be anybody. It's true. And actually you don't even know this, but my books one through, or I should say two through five have finally gone out of print. Wow! And uh, this convention will be the first one where I've got seven packs of one through five left that I'm selling as a, as a pack. And after those are gone, those books are gone and i'm going to do every year or every however long it takes to go through i'm i'm going to start selling number one as limited edition covers okay each each cover will be only a 50 a 50 unit run and they'll be numbered and they'll be signed and then when those are gone then i'll create a new cover and do another 50 so that's what I'll start selling at the shows. So you'll yeah. have one, and then you'll have my book one, which has one through five in it. Right. And then, then subsequent issues after that.
0: Right. And, yeah. and right now available is six and seven. Correct. With, with soon to be eight. Yes. Well, that's awesome. We just covered a whole lot of ground. We did. And it all started in Rhinelander, Wisconsin.
1: It did. Where I was, uh, where I was sitting in church and drawing pictures of my friends around me, and uh, tell, being told to hush up because the pastor was trying to speak.
0: <laughs> well, the b- between uh, the tapping of the pens and the giggling, you, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get thrown out sometimes. <laughs> but hey, we were kids. What do you want? It's true. I mean, like I said, we've we've known. It in, I, I forgot the date, but uh, fifty years coming up in the we'll next.
1: Be, soon. Yeah, fifty years and fifty years next year.
0: Yeah, we and also, met at,
1: we, we met at uh, Crescent Lake Bible Camp.
0: Crescent Lake at Bible Camp, yeah. So, wow, and I was really young because, well, I'm only fifty now. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do the yeah, math. We like, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sixty-one, so I was a kid. It's we're going back a long ways here. And it's been a fun ride, and it's been exceptionally fun watching uh, Ron uh, go through the whole process of doing art on the side to doing it all the time. So the the big question is you are in the sleigh with Santa Rob, and everybody who visits the sleigh gets a wish. If you could meet or do a a collab with any artist, living or, or passed on, what would your wish be?
1: I'll give you two. I would, uh, both are passed on. I would love to do a comic strip collaboration with Charles Schultz. Yeah. I knew that was coming. And I'd love to do a comic book collaboration with Jack Kirby. Oh wow. uh, Who was the, who was my hero as a comic book artist. And he was the one that created pretty much any Marvel movie that you're now seeing him and Stanley created everything in the Marvel universe. Wow.
0: So they, they, they would be the top two for you. They would be the top two. That's really cool. Well, Ron, thanks for your time. This was my pleasure. this, This has been a lot of fun. And, uh, if you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more stories of Robin Ron, whether it be Robin Ron growing up or Robin Ron at a Comic Con, um, drop me an email at santarobpodcast at gmail.com and make sure you check out Ron's social media pages because there's great stuff there. You can pick up some of his work and uh, you'll, you'll love it because it's, it's good, clean, fun. Is, is the best way to put it. I agree, and I appreciate you saying that. So with that being said, Ron, it's time to hop out of the sleigh and get back on with life. So once again, thank you very much for being here. And thanks for having me. All right, talk to you soon. See you later. You slay, Rob. <laughs> no, you slay, Ron. <laughs> oh, we, we could do this all night. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for slaying it with Santa Rob. And a very special thank you to my special guest, Ron Brown. If you'd like to hear more from Ron, let me know. Send me an email at santarobpodcast at gmail.com. Because I have the feeling you're going to be hearing more from Ron and I anyway in the future. And uh, a huge thank you, as always, to... Brett Christmas Mustache Wax at BSCEnterprises.com and to uh, Hotspot Collectibles and Toys. Head over to their websites and use discount code SANTAROB and receive 15% off your orders from uh, either one of those companies. Always support your local businesses because they're awesome and they have a lot to offer you. And again, thanks for slaying it with Santa Rob.